This podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, who makes it easy and fun to simply step outside. That might mean breaking a speed record in a rugged, built-for-fun sonic snow tube, walking an extra block in a warm, weather-resistant down jacket, or just taking a breath on your doorstep before cozying up in a quilted sweatshirt. For however you experience the outdoors, shop clothing and gear at llbean.com. Be an outsider. It's time for the latest in National Park news. Well, the National Park Service's full report on 2021 visitation isn't quite out yet, but we do have some numbers available, and some of them are staggering. Yellowstone had nearly 4.9 million visitors last year, besting the 2016 record by over 600,000 visits. Visitation for May, June, July, August, and September were the busiest on record, July was the first time visitation exceeded 1 million visits in a single month. At Big Bend, the wide open spaces of West Texas lured a record 581,000 visitors, a 25% increase over 2019, and a 49% increase over 2016, five years ago. Great Smoky Mountains National Park, which is the most visited park in the system by double, saw its busiest year to date with 14,137,812 visits. That's more than 1.5 million visits over the record set in 2019. And before people ask in the comments, no, that does not include people just passing through the park. Where possible, some parks are working on projects that will help ease the effects of this explosion in national park enthusiasm, which has been ramping up since well before the pandemic. Yellowstone, for instance, has completed over $100 million in projects over the past two years to improve transportation infrastructure and reduce traffic congestion. We've been telling you for over a year now that the increase in visitors to parks is going to end much of the available first-come, first-served campgrounds. Yellowstone's 12 campgrounds are now all reservation only. And Hot Springs National Park just announced its Gulfa Gorge Campground, which has been first come first served since 1924, will now be reservation only. The campground often fills up by 10 a.m., leaving many campers anxious and scrambling to find another campsite within the vicinity. All 40 sites have full hookups, 30 and 50 amp electric, water, and sewer connections, a rarity in the National Park Service, which is the largest operator of campgrounds in the entire country. More visitor impact is also contributing to fee increases at national parks. Even though the majority of National Park Service sites have no entrance fees, the number is getting smaller and smaller. An entrance fee for Indiana Dunes National Park will begin on March 31st in a place that has seen its attendance increase from 1.7 million visitors to more than 3 million since its National Park status name change in February of 2019. In line with most fee-charging national parks, a one- to seven-day vehicle pass will cost $25. Annual passes to the entire federal park system are always your best bet, and we'll link to our video covering all the different passes in the description. Some parks didn't increase their visitation in 2021. Rocky Mountain National Park, for instance, held its visitors to about 4.4 million under the 2019 record of 4.6 million. The park says that without its timed entry reservation system, both 2020 and 2021 would have seen 5 million visitors. 
That timed entry program was a pilot, and it looks like it's here to stay, with perhaps several areas of the park having different levels of management. The park's plan, which hasn't had its final approval, will continue the timed entry permits in order to spread visitation more evenly throughout the day. They also plan on other day-use permits for high-use areas and trails, and maybe even parking lots and entrances that have a one-in, one-out policy. It's not just visitors that are causing changes at national parks. Lake Powell is now half full due to extreme drought, and scientists expect it won't ever fill again. In addition to all the terrible things a drought brings, recreation on Lake Powell is going to be reduced again this year. The Dangling Rope Marina will remain closed throughout 2022. Dangling Rope has been the only place to obtain boat fuel over a distance of about 100 miles in the Glen Canyon National Recreation Area. Fuel remains available at three other marinas, but the lake is huge. It's about a four to five hour trip to get fuel without dangling rope. Wolves are always a hotly debated topic, especially in the West. Long thought of by some as a nuisance, they have been hunted heavily for centuries now, but have been reintroduced in protected areas like Yellowstone, where they now thrive again, and they roam freely elsewhere in the country like the rest of the Northern Rockies and states like Wisconsin and Minnesota. But Yellowstone's wolves are not fenced in, and they spend an estimated 5% of the time outside of the park, where they have no protections, usually in the late fall. This past fall, 24 Yellowstone collared wolves were killed by hunters, the most since they were reintroduced in 1995. But that may be changing. This past Thursday, a federal judge ruled that the U.S. government must restore Endangered Species Act protections for thousands of gray wolves in most of the lower 48 states that were removed in October of 2020. At the risk of treading into political waters, the decision to remove protections for gray wolves was made by the Trump administration, but it had been in the works for years prior and has actually been defended by the Biden administration. The word was that wolves had substantially recovered, but the judge ruled that the government improperly relied on gray wolf recoveries in the Great Lakes and northern Rocky Mountains to decide wolves across the contiguous U.S. no longer qualify for federal protection. More than 6,000 gray wolves roam prairies and mountainous regions in the United States today, a population that wildlife officials in 2020 said exceeded all conservation goals for recovery. But wildlife advocates say gray wolves still face serious threats to their survival, especially as states like Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Michigan authorize new trophy hunting seasons. During Wisconsin wolf hunting season in February last year, at least 218 gray wolves were killed in one 48-hour span. That's about 100 more than the legal limit. The number of wolves in Wisconsin alone declined 30% over the course of a year. Two stories from our friends in Canada this month. First, a new program launched last month gives doctors the ability to literally prescribe a national park visit as a healing treatment for patients. It's been going on for a while now, but now the patients can get a free annual pass to the country's parks. Second, two survivalist influencers have been charged with a variety of crimes for spending 30 days in the backcountry in Banff National Park, illegally fishing, hunting, and lighting fires along the way. Gregory Ovens and Zachary Fowler met in 2016 while filming the survival reality series alone for the History Channel in Patagonia. Fowler won that season and walked away with a $500,000 cash prize. 
Three years later, the pair began creating wilderness survival content on YouTube. They filmed their self-produced 30-day survival challenge in Banff in 2019, which will land them each with a $110,000 fine. Charges against both include damaging and destroying vegetation, discharging firearms, catching and retaining Yellowstone cutthroat trout, other fishing offenses, lighting fires, and using an unpermitted drone inside National Park boundaries. Finally, Commander Billy Farrell relieved Commander John Benda as commanding officer of the USS Constitution during a change of command ceremony January 21st. Commander Farrell became Old Ironside's 77th commanding officer and the first woman to take the title in the ship's 224 years of history. USS Constitution is the world's oldest commissioned warship afloat and played a crucial role in the Barbary Wars and the War of 1812, actively defending sea lanes from 1797 to 1855. She is undefeated in battle and destroyed or captured 33 opponents. The ship earned the nickname of Old Ironsides during the War of 1812 when British cannonballs were seen bouncing off her wooden hull. That's it for this episode of News from the Parks. Make sure to take some time to like and subscribe the podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And you can join the America's National Parks Facebook group now with nearly 100,000 members to get all sorts of photos, videos, and trip planning advice. If you're interested in RV travel, check us out over at the RV Miles podcast and follow Abigail and myself all over social media as our wandering family. This episode was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks.